Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer HaTanya. This program is made possible by Irina Lights, LLC, and it is an honor and memory of Rabbi Yosef Halevi Weinberg, Olav HaShalom, Ramesha Pinchas HaKoyen Katz, Olav HaShalom, Rabbi Yehiel HaKoyen Khan, Olav HaShalom, and is in schus and merit of Rav Zev Yecheskel and Risha Katz for many healthy, long years. So we're coming to the second half, essentially, of Pedic Dalit, of the fourth chapter of Tanya. The, ta- the theme of this chapter is the garments, the actualization and manifestation of the divine soul, that all its three garments of thought, speech, and action are completely consumed and encompassed with Torah mitzvahs, thought, speech, and action. So in addition to its divine faculties and its divine personality, respectively, in chapters 3 and 2, we're now in chapter 4, how it actualizes in these garments, and through that, you connect, the soul connects to the divine in a deeper way than the soul on its own, because here you're grasping the very essence of the divine as he manifests himself in Torah mitzvahs, as he explained at length earlier, that the Torah, as it comes down to this world, it remains, the Torah and God are one, like compared to water, as the water comes downward, Tera is compared to water, the water below is exactly as the water was above. And indeed, even more so, because the Etzema Tera is down here. That's where God gave the Tera. So when we, even though on our own, a human being, cannot grasp, we cannot grasp God's thought, but through learning Tera, which is God's thought and God's mind, and and God's will, we're able to grasp the divine because God gave it, to, gave it to us through manifesting himself through it. And that's where we're up to. And the, the, the lengthy, relatively lengthy explanation how the Torah goes on a journey. Sham nasa is the expression. From the highest levels, the Torah travels downward. From, uh, from, uh, from Yardam became Kveda. The desire... And the and the chachman wisdom of God, which is one with and from there it traveled like water travels down through all the levels, all the way down below, until the point that manifested in Dvarim Gashmim in physical matters, which is the physical mitzvahs and the physical halachas that the Torah talks about the physical world, how to align that world to God's will, and in actual words and letters, the verses and texts of the Torah, in the 24th, in, 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 to the point, that every thought below now can grasp God. Not because we on our own can do so, because the Abish put himself, so to speak. He inv- invested himself. He infused himself within the Torah, and, the, and through Torah, we are able to that 
that also the speech and action, which is lower than thought, also enclosed and encompassed. And this is what the last thing we learned was. And now he sums up what he said earlier, but now we understand it in the full context. So he says, And since the Torah and the mitzvahs provide a complete set of garments for all ten powers of, of the soul, and for all the soul's 613 components, from head to foot, es Hashem Mamish. So it follows that through being dressed in this and clothed in these garments, the soul becomes completely bound in the bundle of life with Hashem, literally, mamish. So it's the garments that play the tremendous role because the garments create the interface, so to speak, that we have something to hold on to because the Ebrister manifests himself in these garments. We, our garments, thought, speech, and action, are encompassed with Torah and Mitzvahs. So the entire being from head to foot is completely encompassed with, with godliness. That's the divine soul. And then the, the Alter Rebbe continues, and this is where we, we continue from last week. And then, And there's the light of God, literally, that engulfs, encompasses the soul, dressing her, enclothing her from head to foot. Again, he uses head to foot. But here the interesting thing, before it said that, that, it, that, the, that the clothing, that we, through arm bracing of Torah and Mitzvahs, that is our effort that brings the godliness. Now he's saying from the top down, Hashem is the light of, the, of, of, of Hashem, of God. And literally, again, he uses the word mamish. He said before Ve'er Hashem mamish, So the Nisham is Surah and bound in, in the divine light and also the divine light from the top down also embraces him completely. So you have the, the union from both directions. Imagine you're embracing someone you love and they embrace you in return. So you have the full embrace. If just you embrace them, it would be on your terms as much as you're able to. Like he said before, we learn Torah and we do the mitzvahs as much as the machshava dibra ma'isa is possible. And with that, we also grasp the divine because the divine is manifest within Torah. But now we're also invoking and evoking that God also embraces us. The Eir Hashem Mamish is embracing us. Makifo malbisha. So then the embrace is total from the bottom up and from the top down, so to speak. So the neshama through its levushim and God through his levushim. So our garments are embracing God and God's garments are embracing us. Or God is embracing us through these garments. Okay. Now, so we have both sides of the coin here. Both from the human being's perspective and from the Ebrister's perspective. So now the Alter Rebbe, and in both of them he uses Mereshev Adragla. 
because it's an all-embracing experience from head to foot, whether you're talking from the person to the, to the God or from God to the person. And both of them uses Eir Hashem Amish. And, and, and the first time he also uses that all is 613 components of the soul from head to foot embrace and, and, uh, and, and, and bind themselves to the bundle of life with God. Literally. So both the word, it's interesting that he uses twice Eir Hashem Mamish and Mereshev Adragla. Just telling you to the extent that the Alta Rebbe wants to show how the bond is literally seamless and complete entirely. So the divine soul, there's not one iota, not one fiber of the divine soul's experience that's not bound with godliness. And this is only accomplished through Tehidah Mitzvahs. Because the Nisham on its own, as we learned, is already a Lekush Yesh. The Nisham is a Chelik Mamish, as we learned in chapter 2. And it has divine faculties. So it's a piece of the divine. But it comes into a separate entity, an identity. Tehidah brings it together and reveals its connection in the fullest sense of the word, like he says, in every possible direction. And now he brings two psukim. And this is a proof to both these elements. So he says like this, As the verse states, He is my rock in whom I take refuge. This is Tehillim, Yudches Gimel, Psalms 18.3. And then he brings a second posuk from Tehillim. Uksiv katsino ritsein tatrenu. And it is written, as with a shield, the will of God surrounds him. This is Tehillim Hei Gimel 5.3. What are the two verses, if you think about it? So the, word, the first one, he is my rock in whom I take refuge. The human being is taking refuge in the divine. He's embracing the divine. And the second verse is that the divine is embracing us. As with a shield, the will of God surrounds him. So is the will of God, which is Tater, like he's going to say in a moment, surrounds him. So we have both sides of the coin. So this is referring to This is referring to God's blessed will and wisdom, which is enclosed, dressed in his Tater and his commandments. So you see both sides of the dimension, double dimensions here. Okay. So bottom line is what we've learned is the all-encompassing embrace through the Torah mitzvahs becoming completely consuming our thought, speech, and action, the divine soul. I should mention something I pointed out several times. Remember here he's talking about it in its purest form, the divine soul. It's not contending yet with the animal soul. That's going to happen in later chapters where he starts discussing how both these souls come together. In a tzaddik we're going to learn later whose dominant force or complete only soul is the, is the divine soul. This fits very well. But this is also meant to teach us all. Because everybody has a nefesh alikis. It's that the nefesh alikis is going to have to go to battle with the animal soul. That's the purpose. But, but, but we have here, the, 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 uh, and the divine soul is armed with all these weapons, spiritual weapons, with all these tools and instruments. Starting from its very nature, the identity of the nefesh alikis, in chapter 2 its faculties in chapter 3, its garments in chapter 4, that are now completely embracing the, the godly, God through Torah and Mitzvahs, and God embraces the person also through Torah and Mitzvahs. So what you have here is that total union of the divine soul with its creator.
in this physical world, dafka in this physical world, because the Torah Mitzvah is specifically in this world. Tvarim Gashmi. Now, in the next part of the, the, the next sex section, the last section of this chapter 4, Al-Tareb is going to introduce a fundamental concept that's negated to understand chassidus in general. And just briefly, let's just, let me give an overall introduction. In general, in chassidus, you have the concept of etzem and giluyim. You may have heard this term. Etzem and giluyim. Etzem is the essence of something, the core essence, and giluyim is its expression, its extension. You know, classic example, the Kadur HaShemesh, the very luminary, the sun, is Etzem HaShemesh. I mean, it's a physical example, but it'll just give us a sense of what we're talking about. The very source of light, of the sun. Hispashtus Ha'er, the sunlight that emerges from the sun, that travels to earth and gives us life and sustenance. It illuminates and warms the earth, is the Hispashtus, is Giluyim of the Shemesh. The same thing with the Nefesh. Etzema nefesh is the core soul. Yechida and even deeper, etzema nefesh. Then there's this pashtus nefesh, the nefesh as it extends itself and expresses itself, firstly in energizing the body, and secondly, as the nefesh goes, yechida, then there's chaya, neshama, ruach, and nefesh. As we've been talking about nefesh, ruach, and neshama, as the neshama manifests in the faculties of the soul. Chabad, chagas, nihib. So everything has etzem and ispashtus. The same we're going to learn now is when it comes to say the ishtalshas, the way God created existence. The Eibishter himself is an etzem. We call him atzmus. Atzmus muhus, The very core essence. For lack of any other word. Then there's ispashtus elikus. Gilu elikus. How God manifests himself in a revealed way. Now it's interesting, etzem of course is higher than the gili. But etzem is higher than the gili also in two ways. Not that it's concealed. It's higher lemalyusa. That's its advantage because it doesn't need to be revealed. The core essence of something is there no matter what. For example, if a parent loves a child. It's called ava atzmis, a core love. Even when the parent is asleep, even when the child is behaving in ways the parent doesn't enjoy, the etzim hanefesh is connected. They're connected fundamentally. Ava atzmis. You could have a friend and you can have a student that you love, but there's a reason why you love. Not because you're bound, you're the same flesh and blood, and you come from the very same genes and the same DNA. It's because there's a reason. You love this friend, you love this teacher, the student, you love this teacher. That's his pashtusa'ava. It could be very profound, but it's still not based on the very core. Because there, if the person is not gonna, is not, falls out of favor, because they're not, let's say, the friend betrays you. So you don't necessarily have that connection, atzmizdika connection, no matter what. When it says the Abish is connected to Neshamish, you say that no matter how they behave, God will always remain attached and connected to Neshamish. It may not be revealed, but it's always there. Ava atzmiz. Giluyim is when you see the expression. So then you have a situation where you see a revealed expression of godliness. The truth is we want both. We want etzim and giluyim. So what we're going to learn now is that in the connection, in the relationship of Torah and Mitzvahs, through Torah and Mitzvahs, in this world we connect with the etzim of the Ebrister. And in Gan Eden, in Elam Haba, as we're going to learn, there is the connections through the giluyim. So on one hand, even though this world is a lower world in Revelation, 
but it's a deeper world because the Debeshta gave the Teda to us, and through Teda we connect to the Etzem in the core essence of the, div- of the divine, even though it comes through all these garments. Okay, so now let's learn it inside. So now he continues. The next section. Ulechein Amru, Alter begins after the period. He begins a new section. Ulechein Amru, and this explains why we're taught. This is the Mishnah, famous Mishnah. Yofasha Achas, Amru means Amru Chazal. Our sages teach us that Yofasha Achas, Betshuva Maisim Tevin, Ba'elam Haza, Mikol Chai Elam Haba. Better, more precious is one hour of tshuva, repentance, or return, and good deeds in this world, Elam Haza, this world, than all the life of the world that is to come, than the world to come. This is Pirkei Yavas, Perek Dalad, Mishni Yud Zayin, 417. So, immediately the Mishnah right away jumps out at you. What's going on here a second? Elam Haba, we know, is spiritually higher world. The world of reward, the world of divine revelation, that's when the shamas are benefiting and they enjoy the pleasures of learning Torah and connecting to Ziva Shechina, the reflection and the, and the revelation of the Shechina, and all of that. So how do you say better? So most the simple interpretation is because this is, this is where God wants, the kavon is that God wants us to be in this world, and that is the ultimate purpose. But the Al-Tareb is going to touch deeper. Based on what we learned, what Torah mitzvahs is, that through Teda and Mitzvah you connect to the Etzem, it's higher than Elam Haba, which is only the Giluim, the revelation. And that's what the Alter Rebbe continues. And he says like this, Ki Elam Haba, he continues, because the world to come, Hu Shenen we enjoy the radiance of the Divine Presence. This is expressed in several places in Gemara and Brachis, Taf Zayin Omer Aleph, 17a, and other places. So that's why we enjoy the radiance, the reflection, the, the revelation of divine presence. In this world, you don't see divine presence. Especially now. But in general, it's concealed. That's why it's as the Alter Rebbe explains later in chapter 36 in Tanya. And he explains, what means you know, we say someone enjoys something. What do you enjoy? What, what kind of joy is it? So he says, it's the Tainug HaSoge. Just two words, and the Alter Rebbe reveals this expression, which refers to the pleasure of understanding the divine. So we know we have pleasure from different things. You can have pleasure from physical things, you have pleasure from, from ethereal things, from music. There's all kinds of things that give us pleasure. But then there's pleasure in wisdom, in intelligence. But here is not just intelligence, it's the divine wisdom of understanding God, understanding the divine. And that creates a tremendous amount of pleasure for the neshama. That is the essence of what Elam Haba is. That's Elam Haba. And why is it possible? Because there the soul is freed from the body, so it doesn't have the limitations and the concealments of the physical body. So it's able to fully take pleasure. In this world we have the distractions, physical, physical needs, physical uh, moods, illness, God forbid, the different challenges this world presents to us. There, Nisham is unfettered of all these challenges, so can, what can it do? It could take delight and enjoy 
understanding the divine, which of course is Ein Sof, so it's a continuous journey. But, on the other hand, at the end of the day, we are not God. So as much as we understand, it's going to have a limit. But it is impossible for any created entity, even a very lofty one, even the highest and loftiest creations. Lahasig. Ki'im So even if it's freed from the body, it's incapable and impossible for a created entity, even the highest one, to grasp more than a glimmer of the divine energy, the divine light. Because it's not, we are lower than godliness. So in Giluim, it's more than, in the revelation, it's higher than lower worlds. But to say it grasps the highest levels? Absolutely not. It's impossible. And even though the soul is a mamish, as we learned, it's a piece of the divine itself, mamish, with all the explanations. And we are, like we said, a child that is fundamentally atzmis, atzmus moyachaav. We're fundamentally connected at the essence, essential level with our Father, in this case, God, our Father in heaven. Because as he explained in chapter 2. But nevertheless, as we've emphasized, the neshama has separated. The child is not the father. So he's connected. They're intrinsically and, and, and integrally bound. But it's not the same thing. Like we said, Teda Mitzvah, on the other hand, as we're going to learn, is an extension of the divine. It's the so-called limbs and an expression of the divine. So the, if the divine soul, therefore... Even though it, it, it's connected, but it's still not the same thing. So you can't, you can only ultimately only get a glimmer of the divine light. And that's indeed why it's called Zivashkina. Zivashkina means a reflection of, a radiance of, of the divine presence. But not the divine presence itself. It doesn't say zivash. It's a zivashchina, because that remains elusive. That remains beyond us. But with regard to the Abish, the bekvedi va'atzmei, God Himself in His core, in His essential glory, less machshavet No thought can grasp Him at all. Back to the expression He's used earlier in this chapter a few times. So even a soul that is now separated from the separated and elevated, transcending and higher than the body, and even the high, loftiest souls, less machshavat tvisa So there you see, that's elam haba. So now, by contrast, now that we know what elam haba is. He now goes back. Now we're going to understand why Yofa Shach has been shuvah ma'isim tevim be'elam hazem mekol chay elam hab. So what does he say? Kiim. This is the contrast now. However, in contrast, kashat fisu mislabeshes b'teder mitzvaseha, except when you grasp him and are dressed and enclosed in his teder and mitzvahs, 
אוזי היא תפיסה בהן ומסלבשס בהקודש ברוך הוא ממש. Only then do you actually literally grasp and are unclothed in the Ebershter himself. Not the reflection, not the radiance. Because Teirah Mitzvah has now come into play. In Gan Eden or in Elam Haba, called Elam Haba, Neshamas without Gufim, Yitaka have greater Giluyim. But you don't have Teirah Mitzvah. You can't do a Mitzvah in the spiritual world. So the only place you can do it is here. So even though in the revelation of the Ziva Shekhinah, The Elam Haba is higher, but now we can grasp the Etzem through Teir and Mitzvahs. And he says, He has to add that. Because if Teir is not one with Ebershter, then what do we achieve? We have to say that now through Teir, you do grasp the Ebershter himself, since the Teir and God are totally one, as he explained earlier. So there you have the distinction. The difference between Elam Haba and Elam Haza is not just God wants us to be here. Here we have Teirah Mitzvahs that allows us to experience and touch God himself. Now, of course, we want to have both Milas. That's when Mashiach comes, the Gula will come. We'll have the Etzem and Begili. But now the Alter Rebbe continues and, of course, needs to qualify this. Because ואף שאתה נשלב שבדברים התחתנים גשמים. But although the Tate is immersed in mundane and physical things, as we said before, the Tate comes down into physical things. So the Al-Tareb is now going to explain what he said earlier. He's now going to apply to this point. Because if it comes down to physical things, so you could say maybe we don't have the total Tate, so to speak. So why is this an advantage over Elam Haba, where we have the reflection of the Shekhinah, and not the Shekhinah himself? So he says, no, no, we do have it. And he gives now an example that really concludes the circle, finishes the circle of Levushim. Remember, Levushim is the theme of the chapter. So what does he say? He says, Harizeh es ha-melech derech moshel. This can compare to someone who's hugging a king, for example. She'ein hefresh where there's no difference in the level of closeness and bonding achieved by this embrace, so no matter how many garments the king is wearing, there's no difference. You're embracing the same king. Whether it's one garment, whether you hug him while he's dressed in one robe, or dressed in several garments, several robes. Since the king himself is inside them. Since the king himself, the Ebesh, the Melech, Malcham, Lachim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is inside Teir and Mitzvahs themselves. And it's true, it came into garments. As we said, it traveled down into garments, many garments, till it became Levushim Gashmi in physical matter that the Halachas of the Teir are engaged and are concerned with the physical world. But it's the same Melech, it's the same king. So the, despite the fact that it came down Levushim in Elam Hazah, it's still connecting to the Reis of Kulachad. And then he says also the opposite. Remember we said, we embrace the king, and the same thing, the same is true in the reverse. When the king initiates the embrace, offering a hug with his arm, even though the king is garbed in his robes, and he's embracing us through his robe, It does not affect the quality of the connection. 
Like, and he brings a final posse, as the verse states, and his right hand embraces me. This is in Shira Shirim Beis Vav 2.6. What means his right hand embraces me? That's Tater that was given with the right side, Chesed. Was given the right hand, which is in Dvarim 33.2. Shibchinis Chesed, which is the level Umayim and water. As we said, Chesed, kindness and water, like we discussed earlier, that water, as it comes down, it's exactly as it is above. So the embrace is both sides. The embrace, we embrace the king, the king embraces us, no matter how many garments, is the same king. And with this we conclude chapter 4 in Tanya. We'll elaborate more in the next year. Everyone have a good Please go to tanyaapply.com to listen to this and, many, and all the archives and also to submit any question that you may have. Thank you very much. This has been My Life Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasupply.com for archived classes and more resources.